Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Birth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Writer for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich, Channel 7 legend, former West Coast Eagle midfielder, dash forward defender everywhere, and the Perth Football Club president still aiming for his first win. Uh, good morning, Barra. How are you? I'm well, mate. Yes, pretty fired up about Gather Round. We'll get to that in a moment. We will. We yeah. are brought to you by uh, Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Gather Round. It's a sellout, Barra. The Frio Gold Coast game at Norwood at 4.40pm <laughs> on Friday afternoon. All 7,000 and tickets. About 10, I think. What, what about that wall that they've got around, down one side of the ground? Have you seen that? That's great. Mate, I, it's great. What if someone runs into it? Nah, I'll be right, mate. Mate, I've never seen anything like that before. I used to cover um, the VFA, and there's a team called Geelong West, mm. and around the ground was a cycling velodrome. It was asphalt, and players used to come, and it was right next to the grass, so they used to come off the ground and go do this, take all the skin off their leg, off this asphalt. It was horrific. So I've seen worse. Mate, I reckon it's uh, the worst possible result for Frio. I mean, I, I think I'm going to the tip... The ground? I think I'm going to tip Frio. But having to play there against the Gold Coast Suns on a ground they've never seen before, that is completely different from Optus Stadium. Very narrow. Yeah, so it's probably the same. I think it's the same length as Optus, but it's 20 metres... That's right. Uh, across the across the guts is twenty meters shorter, so it's a bit like Subi, like that cigar shape, and they, and they like a bit of space. The Dockers, they do. I agree with you. Let's hold fire on our tip just for the moment. But gather around itself, Barra. So um, already hailing us a success. Now they're going to get some wet weather because Cyclone Isla will be the tail of it. Will be going through Adelaide. Jeez. Um, over the weekend, the Oval will get smashed. Adelaide Oval. Adelaide Oval's in pretty good nick, though. I think it, it can withstand it, but there's a lot of footy, of and course. There's an eight, an eight o'clock game too, an eight p.m. game. Well, let's hope the weather's not too bad. Now, so WA put its hand up last year for this one. Mm-hmm. How seriously did they put the hand up? Well, we'll never know, but. Uh, Not enough money, you know. No, well, they were a bit scared off. So South Australia, that's mate, they tipped in. They tipped eighteen in. million plus. They're talking I know, about to it's get this massive. event there. It's massive. So the new premier came in, had a war chest, wanted to get major events there. He got this there. Now my belief was that they wanted it. The AFL wanted it in Western Sydney. They want to transplant some really big fixture games right in the heart of rugby league territory, mm. particularly after last year when you had two Western yeah. Sydney teams playing in the NRL Grand Final. Yeah, Penrith Para. But I don't think they could do it this year because you would have had empty stadiums and, and no bums on some seats. So I think they wanted full fixtures and success for the first year. Mate, it had nothing to do year. with that, as you know. It, it had money. to do with the bottom line. Coin. And because and you know what's happened is the, the Players Association and, and the clubs have negotiated a massive deal for themselves. Every club gets seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand of that goes to the players. So basically, it's extra five hundred grand in the salary cap, 
and the club gets to spend the 250 so it had to be a bottom line thing and that, and that's what worries me because New South Wales government would they pay for them to go out to Western Sydney well when Queensland government pay for them to go to the Gold Coast that's where they got to go the non-traditional areas don't they so I think we have to seriously put our hand up here now but we're not a non-traditional area though we're just being selfish to, no you can share it around we're preaching to the converted over here well it doesn't matter you we still really need to promote the game over here come on be honest well, I'd rather promote the waffle. So if Let's you, spend the money on the waffle. As you say, the bottom line is coin. So if WA government was prepared to tip in, I think the economic benefit would come back threefold the other way. Oh, absolutely. So the 2021 grand final, one game barra spread over a two-week period when there was COVID, mm. so people weren't coming from interstate. You play nine games here, you put it over a weekend, and I reckon Optus could oh, massive. probably... Massive. You might be able to play some games at June Lap or at the Wacker. Mm-hmm. You might be able to play a couple there, but I think Optus could... could Handle oh, the traffic. No, look, there's no question that it'd be a massive success in Western so Australia. So just say you spent 18 million, and we make a lot of money. But back. isn't there a greater good? Isn't that aren't we part of trying to spread the message to all points of Australia about AFL footy? Of course, but I think the why are we being selfish? Then? We're not. We've already had a grand final. <laughs> no, I think you move it around from state to state each year, uh, or even t- having it in some territories. It's I just coincidence that two traditional states of footy get the first two. I reckon Adelaide hasn't had much of a bite at lick of the ice cream of late and I reckon there was a bit of coin was the reason but I think it was was easy to make that decision. You're like Jeff Kennett in Victoria. You just want to pinch everything don't you? Pinch the Formula One from South Australia. I've heard he went went after the Sydney to Hobart as well. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Allegedly. Boom boom. (laughs) I'm not laughing at my own jokes. Well there is a Melbourne to Hobart you know that. Um so uh, anyway, I'm not in favour. You know, the reason I, d- I didn't think, I mean, 60,000 people are coming from out of the state into Adelaide. So all the B&Bs and all the hotels and everyone's doing really well. But two blockbusters that could have been in Melbourne at the G in front of 90,000, Collingwood St Kilda and Essendon Melbourne, both three and one. Only time those teams play this year and they're playing in Adelaide. But you know what? As you already said... It's an extra Are you still round. you Victorian? Were you actually Victorian? I'm a Victorian. You've, you've lost it all, I parked you? permanently in Western Australia, but I'm a Victorian. <laughs> no, you've lost all your traits, though. Oh, yeah, Normally you'd be going, you're bloody right, mate. It no, should no, be no. in Victoria. It's an extra round. So you're not losing anything. You're just gaining, mm-hmm. um, and you can promote footy in a non-traditional state from every yes, now and then. Yes, but they're not. No, but you, you move it around. You move it around. Yeah. Everyone so gets a lick in, of the ice two cream. Two more years' time. To quote Ross Lyon. Yeah, okay. Uh, big news today. Suma's provocative column once again in the West Australian, mm. suggesting that Simon Garlic, the Fremantle CEO, is in fact uh, a Monty to head to Melbourne. So what's happening in Melbourne at the AFL? They're poised to <laughs> announce Gil McLaughlin's successor. We expect he'll be around till around the May budget, which would coincide with a, a federal government grant to get this Tasmanian team moving. Gil can ride off into the sunset. We Expect Andrew Dillon to replace him. He's certainly been wheeled out at every opportunity, perhaps conditioning us to him. Uh, and Simon Garlick would be, I think, a great choice mm. for the vacant, uh, if Andrew Dillon was to move, that uh, football head of football role. Uh, he's well-liked by Gill uh, and the AFL well, people. He's He has that background. Mm. So I think it would be a good move. It would mean that who would be the yeah. CEO? Just before, you've made a massive jump there, so yep. we'll get to that in one sec. But just before you move on, I'm just laughing at the West photo of Justin Longmuir as a lumberjack. 
It's magnificent. With the axe. No, he just looks like a lumberjack. He does, he? I feel he? like singing that song. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Well, think, <laughs> but don't do, please. He looks exactly like a lumberjack. But anyway, what you were saying about Simon Garlic taking over from Andrew Dillon, I mean, is that fair on Fremantle for him to go mid-season? I think with a CEO you can do it. I think if it was a coach, it's a different story. And even, like, footy manager replacement is difficult, but I, I think a CEO you can handle it. And what about his plan for... They had that bold vision, didn't they, that well, they'd the, win a premiership by 2025 and the blueprint that they put forward also called for three top four finishes and their fans to go from 50,000 to 80,000. Well, it's not his plan. It's the club's plan. But yeah, that, it smacks of him uh, yeah, pushing well, that. Well, he's, so Peter, Peter Bell steps in and has to take a... That's a massive... Job, well, massive job for a bloke hasn't been a CEO. That's right. So it's it's. And I rate him. He's very smart man, a lawyer, and I think he, I wouldn't bet against. But to go in mid season, if they are trying to have a finals campaign, I reckon it would be unfair on Frio. Yeah, interesting times at. Frio. You think it's going to happen, eh? Uh, well, I, it makes sense to me. I think it does he make would, sense. I think he would be good end in that of the role. Year, maybe, maybe. Maybe end of the year. Well, you can't do it at the end of the I year. Know, I know. It's a very mate. big role that needs to be filled. It's a very big call. Very big call. Mm. Mm. What did you make of... What? Actually, my story, Barra, this morning at the West Australian, the Waffle yeah. sponsorship. So good news for the Waffle. Sullivan Logistics, which is a WA-owned uh, freight and logistics company, they... they carry stuff barra all over western australia so what they're doing it's uh, worth 500 over two years so what they're going to do uh year one is sponsor the waffle finals and the waffle w finals sponsor the little league and get involved in regional football so they're really big on the regional football and getting footies in kids hands that's, yeah, that's what that's they're all about so, so tim sullivan Sol- is the uh managing director tim is it yeah so, and he's What's his connection to Waffle? Is there must be some love of the game there? A love is he a of the demons game. man? Is he a demons man? You know? <laughs> I'm not sure, mate. Can I get onto him? Well, I can tell you that they have um, some support of Swan Districts Football Club, yeah, and they yeah. were, still are, I believe, Fremantle as uh, logistics sponsor as well. So has a love of the game. The other part to that story, Barra, is they're looking at a three-year with an option for another three-year naming rights sponsorship of Leaderville Oval. Mm. So that would mean it would be uh, Sullivan Logistics Oval or Park. Uh, last uh, name. Sullivan Sullivan Logistics Oval. Where are you playing today? I've Sullivan Logistics SLO. I'm playing at SLO. Sullivan Oval. Yeah. Sullivan Park. Yeah, That's right. not too bad. Yeah, I've just got a If nice he's put in that much money, he can call it whatever he likes. That's right. <laughs> give you the tip. Uh, it was last called Medibank uh, Stadium, of course, for uh, yeah. 2010 to 2016. So it's well, good news that money's coming back into the waffle oh, and yeah. into football. Oh, so. mate, and I've got to tell you about the the, the weekend. Please do. Massive, massive weekend for How'd waffle How'd your boys footy. go? We, we did really well in the first half. Just oh, so you away. got the W. But we, but our Colts and our Futures both had great wins. The Futures, I think I've told you, they beat Subi. You heard and lost for five years. So that's we have built, not we, lost we, for five years. Yeah. The Futures, wow. We, we had Subi. We're building from below. We are we are doing the Ken Armstrong, mm-hmm. Jack Ensor. That's how you. the club was built in the sixties and seventies. Anyway, I'm giving you that. But listen to this. We are, are delighted to announce that at the Waffle of the Weekend, the attendances were up fifty two percent. 52% on the same fixture last year. Uh, there was 14,642 fans came through the gates. Last year, 9,500. So their campaign to market the game to younger people and families is clearly working. And if they get people like Sullivan Logistics on board, um, I'll tell you what, he's getting in at the right time. I reckon the, the waffle's on the move. And when the biggest club in the waffle 
rises from the ashes mm-hmm. like a phoenix. Yep. The mighty He's de- from Adel. The mighty demon. He's from Adel. <laughs> We've got that many fans, mate, from the 60s and 70s just dying to get out there. When we rise, it'll be the greatest thing ever for the world. Well, I must say it was good a couple of years ago. That yes, was it was pretty, good fun. It was pretty special. Well, well done that story. Thank you, mate. mate let's, now let's tip some winners. Yeah. Um, Barra, uh, Thursday. Tonight, yes, five forty p.m. <laughs> five forty p.m. Sometimes I don't know what day it is, bro. Five forty p.m. Western Standard Time, Adelaide Crows two dollars on Tab Touch Barra, Carlton a dollar eighty one on Tab Touch. Big ins for Carlton, Sam Walsh, Blake Acres, Matthew Kennedy, and for Adelaide, big out, big out Darcy too. Fogarty. Have you got the big out? Comes in. Big oh, out. Sam Doherty. Yeah. Yeah, Sam. very, very big out for them. Fantasy people like are in disarray. Like a spiritual leader too and a ripping human. Mm. A really good bloke. I've interviewed him in the past. Carlton has lost all six matches at Adelaide Oval by an average margin of 65 points. Did you know that, Barry? I did. And I knew the Crows upset the Blues by 29 points last year. So... Mate, I, I can't go past the Blues, though. Every time I see Kerno and Mackay on the paper, and, and Mackay got off that charge, yes. every time I see them, I just go, they're winning, they're winning. And, and you know, Patrick Cripps, he's on, he's on track to challenge for a back-to-back Brownlow. Mm-hmm. His inside work and his uh, contested ball, it's him and Libba... Um, a couple of other blokes. Oh, I mean, Jimby's in there as yep. well. But the, their side is just stacked. And you look, Sam Welsh goes in, Acres and Kennedy. I know Doherty's out. I find I'm finding it hard to tip the Crows. A lot of people tipping the Crows. Yeah, look, I can see. Are why. you one of them? No, I'm picking Carlton. And you know what? The Mackay getting off that mm. um, suspension that swung me really because it? it's a t- tough forward line. But so is. Do you Adelaide's. think he was lucky in Adelaide? Double arm. He had the double arm sort of. I think he was very, very lucky. I'd be going out to buy. A lotto ticket for if I was yeah. him. I didn't like him getting off that. So, so you know, you, you do that double arm, sort of like crossing your yeah, arms. Yeah, I know what, exactly yeah, what he did. That, that is very good in pubs. The argument was, is it? Yeah, it is, because like if there's going to be a blue, yeah. and okay, you try to protect the chin, but in terms of the, the round arms coming, Go for that, mate. When were you last in a pub <laughs> mate, brawl? Back in the uh, back in the heyday, protecting Carl Langdon. People just used to come up and whack poor him. old Borry. People would have bets. Who would? Why would you want to whack a great man like Borry? Because he had dyed hair and he was very. Actually, he was, you know, pretty. Actually, you know, I've got to tell you, I, the dyed they, hair. They'd, they'd have a bet amongst themselves who can go and whack Langdon, and then it'd be on for young. You enough. know, the dyed hair thing. Just a, a segue here. When I was twenty-one, I lost you a bet, and I had, had to dye my hair Billy Idol white. I'll produce a photo one day and show you. Actually, it looked pretty good, but I got bashed at a pub. Who said it? I got good. bashed at a pub. Who said it looked good? Oh, let's just say I was going okay back in the day. <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> Hang on, and, and, and because of that, you got targeted. I got hit. Yeah, that's what happened to Carl. It was King like a hit. beacon. It was like, doo, doo, yeah. at Rumours Nightclub on the on the front bar. A lot to like about Adelaide. I love their forward line. Um, I reckon their midfield goes okay as well. And they're starting to build from the back line too. This is a team on the move and a team to watch. And really, it's in Adelaide. So, mm. But I can't go past Carlton and Mackay has got oh, me no, over the line. For, but that, the Crows forward line is super. And we talked about Taylor Walker, how he's had a renaissance. No, you didn't want that, didn't you? You wanted uh, revival, it? revival. A revival, yeah. Uh, on to Friday, 3.10pm Western Standard Time. Must win game for the Fremantle oh, Dockers. Dollar well, sixty five. The Suns two twenty five. Now, what's going on at Frio? Um, Tabiner's home. Sturt um, has travelled. Corey mm. Wagner, former yeah. Melbourne and North Melbourne halfback, uses the ball really well. Beautiful kick of the footy. Mature Likes age, isn't he? Mature age. Yep. Um, and Will Brody has also travelled. And Justin Longmuir has flagged 
at least up to three changes. So mm. I would expect uh, perhaps Sturt might be the sub. Uh, Corey Wagner probably comes in. Will Brody. Uh, Michael Fredericks, the other player, he's he's returning from an eye injury. We know Nat Fife hasn't travelled. He's back home. So uh, Luke Ryan has had a bit of a knee issue and also a bit of a sore back, but uh, the coach has cleared him to play. So expect a few changes. Let's be honest, Barrett, there should be a few changes. Well, Tabitha's won, and then I'm thinking, what, Liam Henry? Liam uh, Henry, he Ethan Hughes, uh, maybe Wilson and Banfield, who always seems to be a bit of a whipping boy. No, no, he's very unlucky. Yeah, he, but he, if, he if does Sturt the job com- when he comes in. But if Sturt comes in, he's out. I want to see Sturt. Hasn't played since 2021. He's like a medium forward, isn't he? Yeah, and he's worked on. It's amazing how long he hasn't played for. Because he's. They sent him back. He had no defence. So he's worked on both sides of the ball now. So mm. he chases as well as accumulates. So now they know they need to kick goals. Their conversion's the worst in the AFL yep. from yep. midfield to forward in kicking goals. So, look, we talked about the dimensions of the oval earlier. It's a same length as Optus, but no, it's, it's a skinny a oval. And as you say, they like the space for you. It's, so it's a nightmare. It is not a great venue. The Suns... Um, well, I mean, Ace probably gets Raul or Noah Anderson. I'd suggest he did. Mm. A, he's done a pretty good job on guns. He had Rory Laird last week, so Wits might be out. That'll be yeah, a Wits. Big thing. I think is going to miss for the second week, so that's huge in Fremantle. Look, I'm going to back the Dockers here, but I tell you what, they want to improve on uh, their form of recent. I mean, really, they've the only decent match they've thrown up is against the Eagles, and let's be honest, they had no rotations yeah. for pretty well a half a footy. So, is it too much to say? Is it too much to say that if the Dockers lose this game, it's almost season over? No, I think it's top four over. If they lose this, it's top four gone. See you, see you later. One and four. Well, don't forget you've got the – It's really. it'll be really hard from There's one and four. There's an extra round. Yeah, that's – well, there is. There is. It's not – I mean, it would be – and they've got jokes. a tough period ahead. So, look, I don't think – it's a must-win game yeah. if they want to play finals. It's put it that way. Yeah, okay. So and that's what I mean by end of their season. You know, they if they lose this, it really makes it hard to play finals. And next week, they've got another Friday night game. It's at home, but it's against the Bulldogs. So it's got, this is a horror stretch. And you know I what? Mean, luckily, it's the Gold Coast, at least. Four, five weeks ago, we were talking up. They could be five oh, zip get, getting into heading into this game, which is a standalone fixture which opens Anzac ground mm. against the Western Bulldogs. So Rory Lobb returns and uh, would have right. had all the makings of a blockbuster. Imagine if Lobb puts him to the sword. Got to get the How w- filthy will the Purple Army be? Got to get the W this week. How much will he get booed at Optus next week? Rory why should Lobb. he be booed? It'll be well, He'll be booed. It'll be but why well, should he? Why should he? I don't, well, because he left. I'll he tell walked you what, out on them. Well, they're missing. Well, he didn't walk out on them so much. Well, well, well okay. he drove out. No, he flew out. How did, what did he do? Because he was on contract. Well, you're allowed to. You're and, allowed to. Mate, if I was the Purple Army, I mean, I'm not encouraging. Jeez, they miss him. But, jeez, yeah, they're missing him. And uh, You reckon they make, wouldn't want a bloke who can take a contested those, mark forward 50? Those long arms. But that'll make it worse. I mean, he'll just absolutely cop it. I feel sorry for him. He's got dyed hair too, like you. So, <laughs> I used to have dyed hair. Now it's just grey. Uh, Friday, 6, 10 p.m. So, 8, 10 p.m. Um, local time. Adelaide Oval. Richmond, $2.45. Sydney, $1.55. A couple of big outs mm. for Richmond, obviously. Tom Lynch, who got off his suspension, <laughs> although not happy about that, but he's still you're, out. You're the only one in the building not happy. Yeah, well. Ryan Daniels and I were saying, mate, it was a footy, it was a footy incident. Where are you going with this, my friend? You were, you were steaming. When you walked past my desk, you were actually it was steam you coming were a bit out fired of up about it. He's going to miss six to but eight You don't anyway. like the Tigers anyway, though, do you? No, I like the Tigers. They're all right. Don't like Lynch? I'm... Um, 
No, I think he's a bit of a bully. <laughs> Your Honor, I love your honesty. You're good on you. <laughs> uh, so Tom Lynch and Nankervis out. Uh, in, I think Jack Rewalt comes in for them, but uh, lots of like about Sydney. It's really hard, a lot of these games, Barrow, because it, obviously it's neutral territory. Mm. But um, McCartan brothers, both I'm gonna, out. Well, both out, yeah, mm. and we spoke about Paddy, obviously, on Tuesday. That's Real horrible. concerns there. But um, that, they're, they're big outs for them. But look, I reckon um, Sydney win this game. Must. Although I think it's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle. They must win, surely, yeah. But the Tigers, um, n- no Ruckman and no Lynch. You'd think that fullback, Shy's, Shay Bolton, sort but, of dropped off a little bit, hasn't he? He has. And by the way, I said arm wrestle, but you know the last time these teams met in round 11 uh, last season, both sides scored over 100 points mm. and the Swans got up by six. So uh, it could ha- be a free-scoring game. I hate betting against the Tigers when their back's to the wall, but I've got a feeling- I'm going to... I got a feeling because neutral ground. Buddy playing? No, he's not, mate. He's not. No. Okay, that's actually a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, I'd like. Hey, to... hey, what about the Warners? The Warner Brothers, the movie studio. Brilliant. Hey, how could mate? Did you see him ringing their mum? And you? Ah, oh, and you fant- know what? I know their family. I know the old man because they got another son coming through at East Fremantle. They have. Bane Colts. Yeah, he's been training with my so son. So you spoke earlier about the Brownlow, and of course you throw Cripps on on. The way to back to back. Clayton Oliver clearly is kicking more goals this year, so he's a chance. And obviously, Nick Dacos is, mm-hmm. would be probably leading at this point. But Warner at Sydney, he would just about a poll votes in every game. Mate. And he, he's a good East Fremantle boy. And, uh, geez, I love the way he plays his foot. He's tough. But he's, brother, but he's also but having his brother Corey in there as well. And so the way they did it was when they rang their mum, they said, oh, hi, mum, it's Chad here. Um, listen, you're coming to Adelaide, aren't you? Yeah, well, we might have someone extra in our party. And they go, oh, yeah, who's that? Corey's playing. <laughs> and her mum started crying. And oh, I Don't you love the don't, way they do the debut games oh, now? Yeah, it's All getting the clubs do it really, really well now. They're milking that a lot, but I, I love it. It's, you know, you're being manipulated emotionally, but who cares? We love that. <laughs> It's, <laughs> mate, it's like my love life. Fans need a bit of joy, mate. It's <laughs> all do, good. mate. We're pretty basic people. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so who are you picking? Um, I'm staying Sydney, yeah. Ten points. This one intrigues me. Saturday, 11.10 a.m. Western Standard Time, in the Adelaide Hillsborough, Brisbane Lions, $1.17 versus North Melbourne, $5. Mm. Tell you what, that's worth a nibble. Have you been to the Adelaide Hills? No, is that, is that beautiful where, part? Is that of the where world. the wineries are? No, that's no, the Barossa. The Adelaide Hills. <laughs> um, it's a German. There's a lot of Germans in um, Adelaide. Um, which is it, Peter German? Just a bit of a geography lesson because it's undulating, which is why it's so good for growing grapes for, for ah, wineries. Yeah, I see. So, uh, but up in the Adelaide Hills is a is a community Harndorf, which is an old German Harndorf. community. Yeah, but it's a beautiful part of the world. Gil McLaughlin hails from the Adelaide Hills, actually. Really? Yeah, but big farm up there. Yeah, they did have a huge property up there. So uh, Brisbane Lions have won the around-the-ground clearance count by 6.8 per game, ranked number one. Um, North Melbourne has lost the time in forward-half differential by 8 minutes and 16 seconds per game, ranked last. Thank mm-hmm. you to champion data. Brisbane, flat-track bullies, Barra. Are they? We'll find out. Flat-track bullies. We'll Fair income at the Gabba. And, you know, look, a million dollars at the Gabba, look, at like two cents away. Yeah. I'm going to pick him in this game. Um, but I'll tell you what, you show me yep. something on the road, Brisbane. 
Yeah, it's going to get ugly this game. There's no doubt. And Clarko's going to dig right in. He's the worst bloke to coach against in these circumstances. But I'm saying Brisbane by five or six goals. I reckon they'll show their true worth here and dispel that flat track bullies. It's going to take more than one win on the yeah, road no, to do no, that no. for me, Against mate. North Melbourne. But, but they need to start here. If they're going to finish top four, they, they, this is a must-win game for them. Yeah, it so. would, you know what? It would be great to be in Handorf now, wouldn't it? I'd be great to you know, be sitting around in Handorf, having a wine, waiting for the footy. Some good golf courses yeah. in Adelaide too. And, and I didn't realise Gil was from South Australia, <laughs> so is, is that any coincidence that the gather rounds there? Have you have you ever had a pie floater? No. Uh, is, nah, is that when you've Carla's cringing. Is that a flo- when you float a pie? Our producer McCullough doesn't like the in sound. In peas or something? Is so it? what it is, is they, yeah, in general, and I've spent, being a Victorian, we used to have a lot of Bucks nights and trips across to Adelaide. And uh, you'd, you'd come out of the casino at two in the morning and, of course, the pie floater van's there. The pie floater van? So what, van. it's just, yeah, it's a pie on a bed of peas. And it is on a bed of peas, I knew it. There I, you go. I don't really get it, but uh, they love it over there. Who invented there. that? Not the Germans. I reckon the... Didn't they? <laughs> no, I don't think it was the Germans. You know the other great thing they have in Adelaide? If you go to the pub and you're having a game of Hang on, the what, road out of the joint? Is oh, that no. the other great Adelaide's thing? all right for a, for a short visit. Um, churches, churches, lots the, of churches. They have, and the water is a bit brown when you turn the tap on. Mm-hmm. But the great thing they have there, when you're playing pool in a pub on a Sunday afternoon, they have these carts come around with plates of cheese and sausage. And really? It's like well, that's manna from that's heaven German. for that's if that's what you want to Rat do. Rat oh. oh, yeah. It's an interesting place, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not. A good place. It's not Perth. That's no, very different. Not but, Sydney. Um, I don't mind Adelaide. Not Melbourne. Having spent a fair bit of time there. Yeah, you have to sort of. You know what? You know when you come from Sydney to Perth and you sort of walk a bit slower when you get off the plane. Mm-hmm. You have to walk extra well, slow. Often in a bit Adelaide. of a wall of heat hits you. Yeah, no, no. Just because you know everyone goes a bit slower. Don't oh, they? yeah, they do. You know, you know we got, we're more relaxed over. Well, here. there's Valium in the water. In, in Adelaide. Mm. Here. Oh, here. Mm. Yeah. All right, so Brisbane by 30 points for me, my friend. So Adelaide Oval, um, 5.50 p.m. Saturday. Port Adelaide, $1.52 v. the Western Bulldogs, $2.50. Great effort by the Dogs last week. Got the jump on Richmond. Richmond had that magnificent second quarter and challenged the Dogs. But mm. you know what they did? They stared adversity in the face, Barra, and they said, we're not having it. We're winning this game of football. Uh, wonderful performance they by Bolton Pelly. They fell across the line, the... Uh, Port team. Is that what you're saying? I think Port was very lucky to win it. I'm oh, pleased they won it, lucky. given the um, emotion around Finlayson yeah, um, true. and his wife. So you always Ill. go to the emotional thing, and, and just, that's how you beat me, by the emotion. Oh, do you I? just go bang. Yeah. I'll, I'll play the Finlayson card. Yeah. Barrow can't say nothing. You're right. Well, they were very yeah. lucky with that debacle on the, the goal line yeah, after thank you. the siren. Thank that was you. ridiculous exactly. by Sydney. But... They got, the, they got the four points, good on them. I'm going to pick the power, but only on the strength of, and this is the game that troubled me the most, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, because I am a Dogs fan. I am a believer that the Dogs will challenge this year, and they're so far they're showing me a bit. But I think Port at home, yeah. I'm loath to pick against them, and I think they win this game by three or four goals. Yeah, when in doubt, go the home team. Um, though I tell you, Bont and Libba have, are doing well at the moment. But yeah, Norton looks dangerous too up mm. in attack. I tell you, who else is playing well for them? Might be the number one ruckman in the competition right now, and that's yeah. Tim English. We spoke and about just, him. He had a contract at the end of next year, so mm. we just, had a good chat. If you were the West Coast Eagles, if I was the West Coast Eagles, he would be my number one priority at the end of next season. Mate, there's, it's already happening. Mm. His management, yep. who we know extremely yep. well, yep. who manage also Norton, they're in there already. They're Good. putting up the five years, $5 million, 
You give this is what this is what you got to pay if you want him first West Coast, and this is how we're going to do the deal. Grand final over here. It's a nightmare when, for the Bulldogs when um, the dogs played right and lost. I met Aaron Norton's dad and Tim English's dad, who were sitting together, and my goodness, they look like their sons. Mm. It's spitting images. I, I actually had to say no, to you, them. You didn't know how it works, don't you? Oh, yes, oh, I yeah, do, Barry. Okay, but, but it was absolute spitting image. Yeah, don't need any DNA tests. Is <laughs> no, that what you're saying? absolutely not. <laughs> There's those DNA tests, mate. They can catch you out. And I was having a laugh with them about it. And, I, and he even had the mullet, Aaron Norton's dad. He actually had the same haircut as his son. Really? As did yeah. Tim English's He's dad. He's from down that way, isn't he? Mid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. But you know those DNA tests, they can catch you out. There's a famous, there was a famous footballer who had a son yeah. who the, the partner wanted to go to, to, to New Zealand. She was emigrating and she wanted a big payout. And he asked me about it. And I said, look, I think you should have a DNA test. He goes, mate, the kid looks exactly like me. What are you talking about? And he said, no, no, do it. And he wasn't the dad. Oh, it's heartbreaking, Darrow. Yeah, Do you no, there'll so ever be a father-son challenge under DNA? Good point, mate. It could good be. Point, yeah. uh, we digress again. Uh, Adelaide oh, you missed Oval, the game, haven't you? No. Adelaide Oval, Saturday, 2, 10 p.m. Yes, I did. Uh, Essendon, $3.70, plays Melbourne, $1.27. Uh, the Bombers have launched a score barrer from 12% of their defensive 50 mm-hmm. chains, the third highest percentage in the AFL. The Demons have recorded a set-shot scoring accuracy wait for it, of 73.6% this season, ranked number one. Love where the Demons are going. Love the look of Van Royen. I think Ben Brown's back this week. They'll find a spot for him. I'm going to pick the Demons. Don't mind what Essendon's managed to do so far this year, but I think you know they were my pre-season premiership tip. Uh, they haven't done much wrong, Melbourne, and they yep. win this game, I think. Yeah, and but just before we move on, a vintner was what I was looking for. A winemaker is a okay. vintner. Okay, uh, Ben Allen's a bit of a vintner. Is he? Yeah, Steve Panel. Does he get in? Does he get in and with his bare feet and crush the grapes? Yeah, they still do that. Yeah, uh, you reckon? Hey, listen, this the three and one you me- you mentioned. They're both three and one. Bombers and demons. Who could Melbourne are more impressive three and one oh, than Essendon, yeah. though. But I how, mean, who is Essendon beaten? How big would that have been at the G? Honestly, mate, get over it. Just give me a taste of it's what attack. It, it's an add-on round. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at it. Don't look well, at it. But as, they won't. They don't play again, mate. Yeah, just it's an add-on. so the big add-on ground that happens to be a massive game for Victoria. You can't just have Rowan Connolly and all those guys. They're going bananas about oh, it. Mate, what on. a disgrace. I can't see the Bombers take on the mate, Demons. I love Rowan Connolly. I love my Victorian mates. I love all that, but you've got to look at the bigger picture Collingwood sometimes. and St Kilda, 90,000 at the G. We're not getting it. They're very upset, the Victorians. Mm. You're not a Victorian anymore, are you? All right, so I would be tipping Melbourne by, by 46 points, and you're right. It's Petrarca, Oliver, May, and Fritz, who should have been uh, good luck, the, and, and Handoff. Yes, uh, he's a bit of a barometer, Fritz, too. Looked pretty good last week. Looked like he was going to kick eight, didn't he, at the start of the game? He looked very, You're not very offended dangerous. at me saying you're not really a Victorian anymore. Oh, you can say How whatever long you, you like. Been I here? know what I am. How long have you been here? I moved here in 93. 93. Both my boys 23, were born here, so 20, there's a fair bit of 20, sand grape in me. Is it 30, I'm, is it? I'm a Victorian who's parked permanently in Western Australia. Now, once you've gone beyond 10 years, you're a bona fide West Australian, mate. You know what? Bona fide. Okay, so here's the test. So we have a State of Origin game tomorrow, WA versus the Victoria. Oh, yeah. What jumper am I wearing to the game as a spectator? I'm wearing the Big V. Oh, you're kidding. Mate, I'm a Victorian. It's where I'm from. It's my heritage. What about the Sheffield Shield then? Yeah, probably Victoria. (laughs) Oh. Although I do support the Perth Scorchers. Yeah, uh, you should have told me this. Big bash. Before I joined, you should have told me this. Mm. I, 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 I thought you were now, well, you're not allowed to... after 30 years, 
30 years. It's all right, mate. Mate, you're, you've lived here more than you've lived over there. I'm a fierce advocate for Western Australia, Barra. I can tell you that much. You're only Victorians. I lived in Geelong for eight years. You know that. I'm a fierce advocate of Geelong as well. Not the team, the town. Right. Uh, speaking of Geelong, Adelaide Oval, Sunday, 11.10am. Geelong, $1.06. West Coast Eagles, $8.50, Barra. Are you prepared to have a crack? Again. You'd have to have a half. You'd have to have 10 bucks on that. No. Nah. No. Two horse race, you'd have too to, many outs. Well, what's the line? What would the line be? Oh, I haven't looked at the be, line. I'm not huge. that interested in having Massive. a bet on the game. You'd get you'd get plenty in. I'd, uh, I'm not much of a line person, mate. Jeremy Cameron versus Captain Tom Barras. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because how good was he? And yeah, it, seven goals and they kicked ten straight. He kicked seven of them, mm-hmm. and he just tore the joint up. He's the most important who'd player. He beat, out there. Who'd he beat up on? Well, not they weren't super talented blokes, but still. It was you or the Hawks, man. Who did Four different up? teams out there on Easter Monday. Hawthorne in the first half and Geelong in the f- and two different teams after half time. I think Hawthorne went to sleep and went timid and went into their shells. And I, I wouldn't really, I it didn't really tell me much about Geelong that game. I want to see except they turned and, it on. This won't either. Well, the second half and yet. Cameron kicked seven. Okay, well, good on him. And so that might have they might have run him into. Form. I might have kicked seven in the second half. On I tell Easter you what, Monday. he's a very attractive man. Who? J- Jeremy Cameron, like I didn't realise until we were is watching he? it. Carla's saying it. She's shaking her head. We were in the newsroom and on the big screen mm-hmm. watching it because it was on the Monday, and a lot of the uh, the female reporters were coming up, going, "Who's that guy?" And uh, I, then I twigged, yeah, he is actually a very attractive guy. I didn't realise how good how good looking oh. he is. What's what are you? Am I attractive, Barrett? Well, you're not exactly in oh. that league, but you're not oh, far okay. off, mate. You're probably in your prime when you dyed just your hair. Just interested in, you yeah. know, your opinion. But I'm it. just saying, no, it's just interesting. Jinby now, it, it'd be interesting to see. Well, uh, I know I, this goes to air after they tick, pick the team, so we're going to look like gooses one way or the well, other. But I, does he play? Should he be playing? I don't mind Adam Simpson's theory here. Uh, he did look a bit sore late or a bit tired late in the game last week against Melbourne. He's had some big roles. He's played mm. against some big opponents. You'd be tempted to get him in that midfield uh, with Patrick Dangerfield. But if he uh, only they will know. I mean, and if he is a bit tired, he's only a kid. Uh, it's a pretty hard, hard elite competition. And he's a need sign. If he bit. needs a rest, rest him. I told you what Ben Cousins said. He said, mate, I never played in the midfield mm. in my first year. Never. And so this kid's played four in a row, and he's played against Sarong and, you know, Clayton Oliver and Tom Green. And maybe now's the time. It's either this week or next week. One of, one of them, he's got to be rested or put on the bench or put to half back. The great thing is West Coast has never lost to Geelong in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? I pretty much knew that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are we going with this? You were tuned out there, didn't you? A couple of players I'll mention here. Tim Kelly has won at least 30 disposals in all but one game this year, Barrett. Fantastic. Averaging a career-high 30.8 disposals and 13 contested possessions. Um, Tom Barras has had four more spoils, that was 12, and won three more intercept possessions, that was 11, than any other player on the ground in round four. Uh, and Elliot Yo was the other player. Good to see him. Subbed out late, just precautionary, mm-hmm. but they've got it right this year. Yeah. Last year, they rushed him back into the midfield, and Adam Simpson admitted yeah. it was too soon. 
Um, didn't have the tank, so I just keep him at halfback where he has won an All yeah. Australian Guernsey in the it's past. Very, it is tricky though because Jinby has to play in there because Yo can't, so it's a bit of hello, Rob Peter pay Paul. But well, Andrew Gaff's done a pretty good job. Yeah, pretty good well, job actually, you know what? A lot of people I know the, the good sum, the big sums, put the boots into him a few times. Yeah. But I think Gaffy has, has tra- had a good year. He's transformed his game. Yep. He's playing more inside, which is not his go, and he's having an impact. I, I'm actually hats off to Andrew Gaff. Because when you have to change your, your style of play, it's very hard to be going from an outside player to an inside player because it's a completely different mindset and you've actually got to be heaps so tougher. So give him a big tick here. Yeah, and Tim Kelly, well done, mate. He's been belted. I know you've said he hasn't been belted. but No, he has. He has been belted by the fans. But it's not his fault that, no, he, no, it's that not they gave fault. up so much. It's not his fault he asked for all that money. It's not his fault. Of course not. <laughs> It's not his fault they gave up three picks <laughs> plus a future first rounder. But good, good on him. Like it, they've admitted, well, the deal. You know, we didn't quite get that deal right. Well, you're right there. But he has <laughs> so far this year. Quite. So far this year, he'd be leading round the John, one. John Worsfold medal. Yeah, yeah. We stood in the coaches. So who should they kick the footy to, Barra? Yeah, well, Oscar Allen, mate. He's growing mate, isn't he? each he? week. He's mate, looking had, better. He'd each be leading the Coleman if they had. Well, he'd be up with up with the with Kerno and Co because he he is having a super year and we had the whole year off last year so he's well rested. Yeah. However, the Eagles have scored seventy three percent of the time they have targeted Jake Waterman Barra inside fifty this season, which is the highest percentage of the top forty targets in the AFL. They're good stats. Just a little bit of those stats champion wrong? data, mate. Champion mate, can data. I get those stats? I'll send them to you next week, mate. mate. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the former player. I take it you're about? picking. Geelong. Geelong, yeah. Same. But I'm getting, I'm having 10 bucks what's, on. What's the margin? Yeah, 8.50. What's the margin? And I'm the, saying 10 goals. And and I'm having the, uh, you know, the uh, at the line. Good on you. No, but it won't be 10 please goals. Please gamble responsibly. It won't be though, 10 Barra. goals, will it? I think it will be. <laughs> I think 10 goals isn't bad, actually, given their outs, to be honest. Uh, Sunday, 1.20 p.m., Norwood Oval. GWS, $1.45. Barra oh, against Hawthorne, $2.75. Hawthorne has conceded 15.8 marks per game in their defensive 50 barra, the most in the league. They have looked very vulnerable down back. Um, the Giants have recorded a kicking efficiency of 70% this season, the best percentage of any side. Mm. They do have some beautiful kicks in that football team. Like the way, you know, I, I like the direction they're going in, but they're not quite there yet. But I think they win Your this boys. game. I can't pick Hawthorne on last week's second half and the first two rounds of the season. It's just. They're unpickable this very week. Hard, very hard to get excited about. You'd have to say this probably uh, not. Easy to get excited if you look at the future. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. by the way. So, get in our time, in our Will time Day, machine. Will Day, who copped a two-week <laughs> ban for that sling tackle, being challenged tonight at the tribunal. So, we'll see what happens uh, there. Yeah. Mate, what about that? Those two tackles, very similar. I don't mind them getting a week but, each. But, but Will he, Day deserves a week, but, not two weeks. Yeah, but Day got two and Rowan got yeah, I know, one. Ridiculous. But I, I'll... I'll cop a week each for those. They're dangerous tackles. Yeah, we yeah, don't want yeah. that happening. Yeah, yeah. But two weeks is way overs. But just the disparity too. Between I reckon them. they win that. And if you look at the tackle, um, I think it's close who he tackles. He gets his foot mm. caught underneath him. So he actually, in a way, contributed to that tackle. So I'm just, I reckon they might be able to have a case there to argue that to one, even do you maybe think was, get him off. Do you think it was a bit unfair that one bloke got two yeah, weeks and one got one? Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. Mate, this game, very hard to get excited about, like you said, but down the track, if we pull out our time machine, what was the time machine in Back to the Future, the DeLorean? Oh, it was great. Yeah. I could see you in a DeLorean, actually. I'd I reckon you'd get around in a DeLorean, too. Yeah, I'd love to. Around Burke Street. I'd love to. Where would you go? If I could travel back in time, where would I go? Where would you go? Where would I go? 
I'd go back to Adrian Barrett in 1986 and go, mate, if you train a bit harder, you'd be, you could actually be a very good player. <laughs> well, I've always, there's no question where Nothing I'd go. Jokes. I'd go to one place only. Yeah. It would be 19, what, 1969 and it would be Woodstock. I reckon I'd go all right. At that festival, at you that. do you love your music, don't oh, you? I would Jackson go, Brown. I would love Jackson Brown. Had saw a good, him the other night. He, he, he has he got a good technician? Has he got a oh, good, mate? What's going on there? There's some sound issues. Uh, it's not really his fault because now that you've asked, that his uh, his sound technician had COVID, so he couldn't travel. But it was a bit of a uh, a bit of a mess. The sound system the other night in mm. Kings Park, albeit it was very wet. But he's the thorough professional and got through it very well. Did really, really. He's a wonderful performer, Jackson. Do you mosh pit? Mosh pit no, I'm not a mosh guy. You're more you sit there with, you know, hold your, your wife's hand. And that I went to Glastonbury when I lived in England, which is a fantastic, mm. best four days I've ever had. I was there with my wife and some friends, and we got, I think REM was playing. Mm. Uh, and anyway, we went right to the front of the mosh pit of the pyramid stage, which is 100,000 people. Wow. And I had a panic attack. And took me, and I had to leave, and it took me half an hour to get out of the mosh pit. But you know what? The <laughs> Having inst- a panic attack. The instant I got out of it, and to the felt edge better. of the crowd, felt instantly better. Mate, I went. I'm I'm more blue collar than you. Oh, I yeah? went to Narara in country New South Wales, right? I was Narara. Say, where's Narara. That's when all the Aussie bands got together. Oh yeah, and they had chisel and Aussie yep. crawl and all. Mate, it was it was just a mud pit. For three days It was magnificent Well Glastonbury was a mud pit And I can mm. tell you When we went to pitch our tents And you look at this Oh look there's an area over there that there's, Why aren't people Putting their tents there Well it's the toilet block yeah, we're all and, and I'll tell you what into. When you After three days You, you, you mm. hold your breath While you're going into that well, toilet We're going so beautifully till you mention that <laughs> So I'm going to Giants By 22 so, points <laughs> Really interesting bookends To this weekend We start with Carlton Adelaide Tonight Which is a blockbuster And we finish With a game We all want to see Barra. We mm. want to see where St Kilda's at. Adelaide Oval, Sunday, 2.50pm. Collingwood, $1.45 against St Kilda, $2.75. Collingwood has lost to St Kilda just three times since 2012 from 11 games, winning three of the last four clashes by 33 points per game. St Kilda has allowed its opponents to take a mark and directly play on 34% of the time, the highest percentage in the league. Love the way St Kilda are going. Love the way they are accountable defensively. It's all over team defence. Love the way they use the football. They've got some elite um, users in there. Is it a sugar hit? I reckon it is a bit of a sugar hit from Ross Lyon. Still. But he's clearly got them playing. It's a long sugar hit, mate. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's yeah. see how, they, how they're going mid-season. Uh, Collingwood hiccup last week, but no Ruckman. And the thing about that is you're robbing you, – you have to remove some of their key mm. players, Frampton – um, Johnson to play in the ruck. So there's a real issue there for them. Rowan Marshall. They, Rowan Marshall. Yep. And Rowan, Rowan Marshall, Marshall and Secure. So it's sort of, I'm tempted, but I'm going, I'm sticking with Collingwood at the moment. I mm. think they are uh, playing Mate. the most attractive football we've seen in some time. As a, as a football aficionado, I'm so excited about this game, not only because of both the sides going so well and the Saints on the rise and Ross Lyon involved, but. It's, as you said, the great defensive team, the all-over team defence from Ross Lyon versus the ultra-aggressive, great attacking team of Collingwood. It's, it's, it's going to answer that question. Is it better to be a great attacking team or better to be a great defensive team? I mean, they're both going in a bit under man because, as you said... The Mick bias, stays the other player too who they have to use in the ruck. Yeah. Well, so. 
And so they're, they're, they're the small forwards of St Kilda, Jack Higgins, Michito, Michito, his, his family's from Japan. I checked it out. Okay. It's not. I, I thought it was Spanish. So no, he's Michito. Michito Owens. Should, all, he was the NAB rising star this week. Dan Butler, Mateus Filippo, Jade Gresham. They kicked 33 goals combined. Can they keep doing that? And you know the thing I'm really looking forward to? Like, uh, You are said, excited. Uh, I can uh, see. You're uh, up you know, and about uh, it. Uh, mate, if this was at the G, it'd be amazing. Oh, please. <laughs> Nick Dacos, right? Sensational last week. I reckon he's Judd-like. He's, he's on the Judd tra- train at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Marcus Windhager. What do you reckon? Takes him. Marcus Windhager. Yeah. Send, he gets sent to him as a tag. A full-blown clamps and all. Stop this bloke. I don't care if you get a kick. I'm fascinated to see what Ross Lyon does to combat Nick Dacos. That's my tip. Won 27 of his 38 disposals in the second half last round, Barra. Finishing with 634 metres gained. Two goals and a career-high 16 contested possessions in ripping form. The St Kilda player I want to mention is Callum Wilkie. He's been a co-captain, and with Jack Steele out, he's assumed that role. He's been outmarked in just one of his 18 one-on-one contests that he has defended this year. Mm-hmm. He's in really good, solid form f- from St Kilda and leading them well. So fascinated to see what Mate, happens. I'm going with Wilkie. the pies, though. Wilkie. He, he, is a, he is a freak. You're right. Who's the great taggers over the journey? Cameron Ling. Uh, Libba was Lammy. Yeah, Dwayne Lamb, good one, good one. Game Kari uh, from the Dockers, he was all right. Don Pike went from being a free running midfielder to being tag. Who was the great Essendon tagger? Moldau said, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah." Uh, Mickey Gaffer. No, was it Shane Hurd? No, yes, yeah, Shane Hurd. Mickey Gaffer at Collingwood. Mickey Gaffer, yeah, yeah, mate. But, but you know, Libba when he used to tag Ben, I got I got in strife actually because he was tagging Ben Cousins and he really pinched him and belted him and ta- not all he used harassed to do. him and he used everything. to do other stuff. Oh too. mate, it's horrible. He used to poke players, and I quite admired that in certain areas. <laughs> a la the uh, <laughs> let's not go there, but yeah, that 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 Chinese movie, <laughs> you know, martial arts Andrew Jarman told me once that he got poked there, and he and I said, "What'd you do?" He said, "I turned around and said, I love it.'" And he said he panicked and he didn't know what to do next. How good were those blokes? <laughs> on the, on the, did you watch the front bar last night? I did. Oh, <laughs> good. How big's Darren Jarman? Oh, he's been, I mean, we've all put on a bit of weight, but yeah, he yeah. has slimmed down to a block and of And Andrew flats. is just – he wrote a column for the Sunday Times for two years while he's over here. He is a really funny guy, Mate. Andrew Jarman. Legitimately funny guy. At Perth, they still talk about the crap that he did at Perth. <laughs> like the candles in the coach's box. Did he? You no, know, the did scented candles really? while he was coaching. And then one day – He is definitely a <laughs> – Funky dude, that's for sure. One day he coached from behind the goals. I a, loved him. In the back of a ute. But he was brought <laughs> colour to the game, didn't he? He did, mate. He couldn't coach, so. Couldn't it was he? no good for Perth. We needed a proper coach like Peter German. But, mate, he, a character. Agar was Modra. Did you see mods on the show as well? I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, his highlight reel. Oh, he was a great player, I loved wasn't the mod. He? I used to knock around with the mod when he was here. Producer, mate, it was like going out with some rock star. Uh, South Australia. We were talking about this on Tuesday, weren't we? Who was the greatest mm. ever? Tuesday produced some great players. Yeah, Knuckles and all that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go. You know what? I reckon I might go to the Saints. We'll just go. Because of, of Ross Lyon has been so great. Can Craig McRae match Ross Lyon? That is the question. And will Rowan Marshall dominate that much that the Saints win? So I'm going Saints by nine points. Okay. I'm going to go Collingwood by six. Now, Barra, it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel mailbag. Yes, and thank you to Thirsty Camel. Today, yet again, we're giving away a 30-can block of Great Northern Super Crisp Barra. Um, Fantastic product. Have you had it? Mate, that, that's the most popular beer in Western Australia. Did you know that? 
I, I was staggered by that. That's quite, that's quite remarkable. When you think of that's all the beers. That's a good product. No wonder it's it a It must be a great beer. product. Uh, please send your mail to quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Please keep them short and include all of your deca- details so we can award you a prize as we will what do you got, today. Mate? Come on, what Before do you got? we start, I just want to um, recall a mail, some mail from last week that we've had a response to. Mm-hmm. John Malici, who said... An early question. Why do umpires blow their whistle for a free kick and then call advantage? Most times players stop not realising who the free kick is for, which usually creates an even greater advantage for one side. Why don't the umpires follow the lead in soccer where the whistle is only blown if there is no clear advantage and the ball is called back? Or just call out advantage so teams know a free kick has in fact been paid, but the play continues. Surely this will help keep the game flowing. Thoughts? So You checked it out, did you? Our sensational producer, Michaela, did. She got hold of Dean Margetts, great man Dean Margetts, uh, the Waffle and Waffle W Dockers, Dockers people speak highly of him. Manager, <laughs> Dean Margetts is a wonderful guy. I, I reckon he is, the Dockers people reckon he's not. So, his response is good question, but I'm no sure, I'm not Sure, we want umpires to be deciding between clear advantage and other types of advantage. Also not sure that most times players stop when a free kick is paid. Regardless, one of the other reasons the umpires blow their whistle and pay a free kick is so that players can elect not to take advantage. E.g. a free kick in the forward line where they would prefer the key forward to go back and take a set shot rather than someone else playing on and kicking for goal, not knowing whether or not we have played a free kick. I love Dino. That that is actually a fair point because in the other games uh, you don't have set shots you play on you're trying to score a try or you're trying to score a goal you're trying to move on you're trying to expose the opposition so you're right there it's a very good point by Dean very now, smart man uh, your mate Raul or Raul, Raul. Uh, did you Google how to pr- say his name hey this is a really good email Hi, Michaela, Barra, and Quarters. You'll love this one, Barra. After hearing numerous times the goal celebration song chosen by Charlie Cameron, Take Me Home, Country Rose by John Denver, I was wondering what all three of your goal celebration songs would be. That's such a great um, question. Can we have a little bit of I've found, yeah. Take me home. It's a good song. Heard it six times, too. He kicked six, Charlie Cameron. That's his chosen song. You might even get to the uh, chorus by then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here we go. The country road. Take me home, country road. I found two songs that would be appropriate for both Barra and Quarters. Before oh, yeah. we pick our song, Here we go. I'll go to yours first, Barra. Here we go. Now, he's, he's, Barra could use secondhand news by the Barra McNeils. We might have a bit of it here. Which, of course, is the originally recorded by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. So, Barra, what would your song be? My song? What would your song be after a goal? Well, I, I, I used to be – before a match, I'd normally listen to Bon Jovi. Would you? Get pumped up to Bon, what bon song? Jovi. Living on a Prayer and, you know, those sort of – Is that on the old Sony Walkman? Yes, mate. It was actually my friend. Yeah. Chris Mainwaring used to do the same sort of thing. And actually, what would you know, you know, listen to? Mate. He, he was a bit alternative, but Paul Mifka was the best. He'd listen to that Rocky song. Oh, I would. You know what? I always watch Rocky before the night before I run a marathon. The movie, Rocky One. Always. <laughs> Do you really? Love it. Yeah. And I love Enter Sandman. And the by... song is on my playlist, Rocky. Fantastic. Mm. Enter Sandman by Metallica is just. So, you know, that's is that it? But no, no, I would go with. Um, I went with um, Freed from Desire. 
and Melbourne. Abs- so this is the song. You've got to get to the chorus, though, because that's what. And this is the song that Melbourne pinched from some other club, the Bulldogs. Remember the Bulldogs started, right. and they beat the Bulldogs, and they stuck it up, and by playing "Free right, from final, Desire," yeah. nearly caused the blue that there at it is. the marketplace. Free from Desire. What do you got? So he's suggesting that um, the song I could have. Is small hands? Thanks very much, uh, Raoul. Small hands by Barry you know Johnson. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Have a little bit of a listen. Now, it's a great email, Raoul, but I'm I'm falling asleep with this one. I get the title, but uh, not for me. Is you know that, what I? Is there a song called Small Hands? One of the. One, hey, one what, of, what the hell yes, is that there about? Yes, clearly. What is what would that? Not be? on my is playlist. It, is it about Donald Trump? <laughs> What is it? I share a birthday with Donald Trump as well. Yeah, and small hands. Uh, My song, I love the intro to this song. It's one of the great introductions, and I'm a big Tom Petty fan, but this one is Mary Jane's Last Dance would be my song. Oh, yeah. You pumped? A bit slow, though. A little little bit slow. A little bit. bit. Give me a spell. It's a cracking song. Enter Sandman, Metallica. Now, as for Makala... I'll let her choose her own song. So, Michaela. Well, my pick, Quarters and Barra, is definitely Sandstorm. It is an great song. Banger. It will get anyone motivated. Right? I kick a goal. This song would come on straight yeah. out of that centre bounce. Yeah. I'd be grabbing that ball. Yeah. Kicking a goal 60 metres out. Yeah, that's good. So, I've got this on my playlist for um, one hour runs or longer, one hour jogs or longer. And this is about two-thirds of the way through, because just when you're starting to get fatigued, yeah. 30K this is a really mark. good pump-up song. In a marathon, this you'd have this about 32, 34K. When the, when the bear jumps on your back. Oh, the little man jumps on your shoulder and says, not this year, and you need yeah. to flick him off. This song's yeah, but coming on. Yeah, what about on. the bear? The lactic, the lactic acid bear. Oh, yeah, it's Absolutely. not. Mate, the 30K. Uh, the one rate of marathon I did, the 30K mark, that was the key. I'm, I thought, I'm going beautifully did here. Did you cry? How good's this? And then the bear gets on I, and you go, oh, I'm not going to make it. I well up, mate. I'm I cried. Dying. Yeah, but you got there, didn't you? Matikala and I got the same sort of taste because Freed from Desire, I reckon you'd like that too, wouldn't you? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, That's but a really good email, Ralph. This Tom Petty thing, that didn't really fit in with our genre, did it? No. But anyway. Each to their own, mate. I would also generation. may have a Neil Young song too, but I won't, oh, won't play that. We're going to sleep again. I'm big on Neil Young. I love Neil Young, but cheapest. <laughs> Heart of gold, maybe something like Not that. Not for you know. footy. Uh, and Ralph finishes, also I believe Gather Round should have an Indigenous name instead. Well, that's what you suggested earlier in the week, with a name equivalent to either magic or spiritual. That's a really, really good email. This one from Sam. Hey, fellas, I've picked games I believe Eagles have a chance at winning. How oh, many games go. do they win out of these? Tigers away round eight, Suns home round nine, Hawks away round ten, Bombers home round 11, Tigers home round 18, Kangaroos home round 20, Bombers away round 21, Frio home round 22, Crows home round 24. I reckon they can get the Suns at home in round 9 and they can get Hawks away in round 10. Mm -hmm. I'm not having the Bombers or Tigers. I reckon they can get the Kangaroos late in the season round 20 at home and maybe Frio, depending on how they're going, in round 22. And maybe even the Crows in round 24 at home because it's a long season and you sort of give them a bit of a chance late. But I've got four at best there. So four, And I reckon I'm being pretty liberal as so it is. So five wins for the season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with five wins. It's all about effort. And five wins you puts, sound like a coach. puts you in a good spot to get a great draft pick. Does. Yeah. Just like your The Harley-Reed Cup this year. Yeah. He'll be the is number one draft Is he that good, pick. is he? Yep. 
I've, I've seen the highlights real, mate. He's a good player. So it'll be a battle between Sam Mitchell and yep. Adam Simpson to I try think, to snatch him. I think probably, yes. <laughs> yes, those two teams. Um, maybe GWS if, you know, let's see how they go. Uh, this one from Michelle, um, and I do apologise for this one. Hi, Quarters and Barra. Unfortunately, Quarters, you misread my naming suggestion for this round on Tuesday's pod. I'm very sorry about that, Michelle. Um, she says, I thought it should be the annual Aussie Rules Round, or just simply the Aussie Rules Round. So uh, we, we have corrected that, and uh, keep the emails coming in. We love you, Michelle. Uh, this one from Andrew, High Quarters and Barra. By Fremantle wearing the stealth jumper for this fixture in Adelaide. Yeah, have you like seen it? I like, like it. it. Love it, love it. Very oh, good. It I good. hope it works for him. Sleek. Sneak and up dangerous. on them. Yeah, sneak up on them. Uh, is the football club sending a subliminal message to the West Australian public? And is there any truth that this year's Eagles jumper supplier could not supply the wealth jumper in time for this fixture? Oh, big. Will this embarrassment affect the club's ambition to purchase Adelaide Oval as their new home base? Very Money, good email, he, Andrew. Andrew very to, funny man. Is he so, trying to say the Eagles should just wear the you know, wealth dollar, jumper. dollar bills on their jumper or something like that? Or, well, they are very cashed up. Like that bloke who got buried in that coffin with all those dollar bills, those $100 bills on it. Did you see that one? Not much good to him there, mate, to no, be honest. No, good point. Alison writes, actually, sorry, Keith writes, he's using Alison's email. Hi, guys, love the partnership plethora of back men at Frio when Chapman returns, mm. providing opportunities. Yes. Our current wingmen in a position that has become increasingly important are seriously underperforming. Clark seems an ideal wingman, a runner who is quick and can kick. Brayshaw, who is definitely more an outside player on the other wing, probably no tag, with a license to run. Think steel side bottom. Here's the bit I really like. I wrote about this on Sunday in the on Monday in the quarterly report, Barra. Hayden Young, who is a gun footballer, put him into the midfield because he is a great football brain and can kick. Whereas at the moment the current midfield are poor at delivering into the forward line. You may have other suggestions as currently the lack of positional imagination borders on the definition of insanity, expecting a different result doing the same thing. Can someone possibly teach Jackson, Tabner and Tracy to not drop their head when attempting contested marks? Mm. Look at Aaron Norton. Look forward to your thoughts. Really good email, Keith. Uh, love the suggestion with Hayden Young particularly. I reckon he should play up the ground more because there's no better kick in the team delivering that footy yeah. inside 50. Rob the, rob the back line a bit, you're not? You might, yeah. But you've just got of, to find a, a worthy replacement. A lot gets set up from back there. Well, there's a lot of changes. Frederick, Brody, Sturt, um, and then you're going to – Move Jordan Clark to the wing. I, I, I'm close to Jordan and his dad Russ, who's the general manager or the CEO at Perth. Yep. And they, they haven't said this, but I've, I get the feeling that he would like to play up on the wing if he could and use his pace because he is. I think he's the quickest. Him and Frederick are the two quickest guys at the club. Yep. So that would be something. I don't know about the other one. I like to see Joel Hamling back in there because he just does a job. I tell you what, if Alex Pierce. Doesn't do the job on King. Yeah, you're being really big on him, aren't you, at the well, moment? Well, he's, he I got, think you're a bit harsh He on had him. four kicked on him by Suvlaki, mm-hmm. and he had four kicked on him by, obviously, Taylor Walker. If he gets tailed by Ben King, who's coming off an ACL, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. But if he does, maybe Hamling has to go in there as the man who sits on blokes. And Brennan Cox, maybe Brennan, maybe Brennan Cox goes forward and Pierce can play that 
that that role well, if he, he wants to. He looked all right when he went up there just for that cameo mm. um, against North Melbourne. There's a lot of changes, though. And it must be hard when you're a coach just sitting there going, you want to do everything, but you can only really make two or three changes without upsetting the apple cart. You yeah. just hope that the, the trip away, spending two weeks away – does trigger something because yeah. there's clearly something not right with that footy team at Actually, the Actually, I thought about that. That's a very good point. When they went to Queensland, they were very good in, in, the, in the hub and I think it bonded them because they're a young team. So maybe that will have a positive effect. Maybe they've gone to Harndorf and had some, you know, quality Just time. on that note, uh, Mrs. Longmuir has emailed us. Keen to hear your thoughts on how David King described the Dockers on the weekend. Uh, you've probably seen this. is pretty harsh. They don't engage in the fight. If West Coast were healthy, they'd be four zip, meaning they would have won the Derby. They are in real danger. Longmuir blames a lot of things and he's given the same press conference 15 times. Their setup is junk. If they keep this up, the heat will come because they shouldn't be in this position. Well, right at the moment, it's hard to dispute much of what he says, particularly their ground ball. Wasn't they it don't Mrs. Not winning the ground, Mrs. ground Mrs. Longmuir ball. Mrs. Longmuir bloke, is it? Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeepers, I did not know that. I think we've discussed that, but um, clearly something needs to shift this week, and let's yeah, hope it happens. they've got to find their mojo this week, and I, dear, think, I think they will. Dear Quarters and Barra, this might be the my early pick, this one. Thank you, Quarters, for all your reporting around the concussion issue. Potential brain injury is different from all structural injuries. Is it time for the league to offer a mandatory medical retirement for repeated serious concussion? Mm. Could the AFL offer a financial compensation for the player mm-hmm. and a player pick compensation to the team in the case of medically diagnosed head injury so neither are disadvantaged? Otherwise, there is no incentive for player or team to encourage retirement when it is in the player's medical interest to do so. I love that email mm. and I totally agree with it. Perhaps if you do compensate the club and the player adequately because you need to retire yeah. when your time's up. And, I, you know, we, we spoke about Paddy McCartan. I want to bang on about it because the kid's in, you know, has enough to worry about at the moment. Yeah. But I love this email. I don't know how, how would you go with mandatory retirement in industrial what happened with Dan, Daniel Venables? But industrial relations law, I mean, can you actually do that? I mean, it's I think somewhat, if the compensation is there, you could. Mm. If you look at well, the money, I'm not talking about the money, I'm just saying legally, how can you tell someone they can't do something if it's their life? You well, know? you can certainly advise them against yeah. continuing in that workplace. And I, I know I'm, I'm completely supportive of that. And there's plenty of money around. Like, did you know, did you know yes. that when you retire now, that you get a sort of a, like a super fund payout? after a certain period of time into retirement. So say you played five seasons, I think you get either 10 or 15 grand for every season you played. So say you played five seasons, uh, several years after your retirement, you get a, a lump sum of 50,000. Mm. Well, they are dog years when you play, aren't they, though? It's a very short career in terms of your lifespan. But how good is so- that? You know the average payment is 400,000. So we're not talking about... Like average super struggle. payout? No, the average payment in the AFL okay. is 400,000. So just get your head around that four hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Is anyone around here on four hundred grand? No, no but it's is, sh- but it's a short career. Yeah, the average the average career is three years. So I three mean, years, and you look at what they put but their bodies 1.2 through. That's one point two mil. One point two mil. And the difficulties difficulties they have later in life with those um, issues. How are you going? How's your body? Oh, it's not too good. <laughs> <laughs> but how is your body holding up? No, no, my knee. I'll need a knee replacement. Will you? Carl's, I think Carl's... Carl's been right. really banged yeah, up. Someone's had... Marcus Ashcroft, you know, his son yep. who's playing... Will Ashcroft make, is playing, yeah. Yeah. Brisbane. He's already had a hip replacement. And he's like in his 40s. I reckon Dermot Brewitt might have had a couple. Yeah, and he, he only lasts 15 years. So you pay a massive price, but you're not, you're not being forced to do it. So I'm going to... 
I'm going to call that the winner of this week. Yeah, love Thank it. you, Michael, who signs off Swanbourne Tigers under-13s Premiers 1976. Well done, Michael. You win the block, 30-can block of Great Northern Super Chris. I know you're going to enjoy that. Please email in your details, and we will get you a voucher so you can claim that prize. Thank you for all of your emails. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Barra. Thank you, Michaela. Good luck in Gather Round, and we look forward to pulling it all apart on Tuesday. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel Mailbag at Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.